welcome to Scottish Slash Reads. As always, I'm Alex. And I'm Jay. Uh, and this is the Smutty Book Podcast You Never Wanted or Needed, where we discuss books, authors, tropes, and tentpin. Please be warned of spoilers and swearing from the outset and throughout. Welcome back to Scottish Last Reads. I know we've been absent for a bit and also we missed episode six. I'm sorry, we can count. It's trying to get our actual nodding expert online. That is um, the difficulty. But this is episode nine, not episode six. And this is, well, that was the book. Um, basically, we're going to start with something you've probably heard about was <laughs> Jennifer L. Armentrout's uh, The War of Two Queens which was one of Alice's uh, greatly anticipated reads, so. It was. I was super excited about it. I think I even spoke about it on here. Yeah, I um, think we did. In season one, I was so excited. And we all know that I'm a prude and I had issues with the joining happening and I didn't want it and I thought it would be creepy because I thought Poppy and Kieran had a like sibling relationship. Anyway, <laughs> um, we'd like to point out we're not against Polly as a relationship. Absolutely this, not. Uh, this was more forced and uncomfortable. Also, at that everyone point. has their like likes and dislikes. Personally, I'm not into reverse harems, as you know. I'm not into reading about threesomes and Polly relationships. Um, I like possessive males um and the one-on-one dynamic that's just my preference you know yeah I mean that's just how that's both of our preferences I mean that's all right to have that as a preference this is why I was like it, it very much introduced like the topic of where you stand on that kind of thing I don't support people being like oh real men don't share like whatever who cares I mean Jayla obviously can pick whatever she wants to write. It's more the fact that, especially, I mean, I haven't read the series. From people who've read it, who I trust their opinions. Like me. Yes, like you. And like Kelsey, who's also read it. She was like, and she's into reverse harems. So the fact that she read it and was just like, that sucked. (laughs) Was kind of a sign that. I mean, you could tell that she's just extending the story to the point that you just don't know what's going on. Um, and that's why it's suffering. I I would like to I would like to say now that I know that there was a lot of people who enjoyed it, the book. Um I actually so I did a read along with some friends for the whole series and um I got quite a lot of new readers involved in it and they were excited and they were enjoying the series um and we weren't getting to the war of two queens about I think it was like for two weeks after it was released because we were going to do um Shadow and the Ember first because I hadn't read that one but was it the day before it was released I can't remember. So yeah, it got I leaked. Think it was the day yeah. before it got leaked. And I saw no, in fact, you saw some information about it. And you know oh, that yeah. I hate spoilers. We we spoke about it in one of our episodes when Jay spoiled Present City 2 for me. 
Uh, that's actually the next episode that hasn't aired yet. Oh, okay. Well, you'll you'll hear about that soon. Yeah. Um, so Jace fell Crescent City too for me, and we had a huge fight. <laughs> it was actually pretty dramatic over a book. I'm I'm gonna be honest. We clearly take this seriously, but this was the one case where I was like, she's gonna want to know this. This 100%. is this was you being like. Alex needs to know this because she might have a breakdown when she reads <laughs> Which you kind of did. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad you told me. And um, then when I got the book, because I live in the UK, so I got it at midnight. So I got it before a lot of people. I kind of like sifted through it and I read the bits that, you know, had been spoiled. And then personally for me, it didn't feel like I wanted to spend time reading the book in full I know a lot of people will criticize me for that saying oh well you don't get yeah. the context. oh it's out of context I'm sorry but if you can have a scene that out of context that's your weakness as an author no offense if that's and, that out of context and I also think that there's no shame in DNFing a book or a series if you know it's going in a direction that you don't personally want it to yeah. go in that's obviously GLA's prerogative it's whatever she wants personally for me it's not for me so I decided at that point I would DNF so yeah so it's sad because it also ruins it's she left it so open-ended like you could tell she was trying to see how people were going to react either way so she wrote it so open-ended that that's why she had such a division of fans that people were saying yes joining no joining because she left it so open-ended and now she's left it so it's like it could be a poly but it could not be and it's just like you know like whatever about it it's it seems really betraying your characters to me i know this is something i talk about a lot but like you can't create these characters and then betray them that's just so i think my issue was that with it was that so i read the first three books and while the third book i thought was much weaker than the first two um she really did a good job i think of um building castile's character as this possessive um atlantean male who would not let anyone even look at poppy the wrong way and then all of a sudden he's like oh no it's fine just like why don't we just fuck with my best friend like yeah i I think it's weird it's just like also the fact that he came back and that was what he asked her to i mean i know people say like oh she says she doesn't feel like that or whatever or like it's out of that's one of the things that i guess was taken out of context i feel like if someone has to ask you that there's more like it's you know how they say like women always know when men are cheating it's kind of like you're sensing that you know? So when I when I read I read because I read that particular scene and when I read it while yes it was out of context it was Castile basically being like you're in love with me and you're in love with Kieran and it wasn't Poppy saying no yeah the it fact that Poppy... she didn't say no I mean, I mean I get that she just says like I do, I love him but not whatever you know yeah it wasn't a no and what. In my, if I had said, if I had said to a boyfriend or a partner, if I had said to them, are you in love with this person? Unless it was a decisive, no, absolutely fucking not. I'd be like, okay, yeah. like, what do I do with that information? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think this is also a big complaint about Castile's character is that she doesn't, hasn't given him any, it's funny because this is often, often thing, like something people get with like the female M main character is that she becomes nothing outside the male but now it's like Castile's nothing outside Poppy it's like people can have their own identities you know like I know I think that getting tortured and thinking about going down on Poppy that's just like you can't think about him just being in love with her 
like thinking about how she smells and like thinking about how like he can hear her heartbeat or any of those other things. Why did it have to be sexual? You know? I don't know. It, it's just not for me. It's not for me. I, I'm disappointed personally. Um, I mean, majority of her fans are disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really disappointed. I it's, this the story's not gone in the direction that I wanted it to, but I've accepted it. I've made my peace. It took me a while. Um, I that's why we waited to record this episode, obviously. And she had COVID. So, no. <laughs> I had COVID. It was fun time. Jay thought I was yeah. dying. <laughs> No, you said I manifested you getting COVID. You did manifest my COVID. I did not. You said, I don't feel well. I have the Black Plague. I'm like, you probably have COVID. And I said, so, I hope you have COVID because you, then you get to stay home for two weeks and love me. Yeah. And then the next day, what happened, baby? You had COVID. I had COVID. Um, that's not manifesting it, though. That was, you were already, you already had COVID. No. You just had, had it confirmed. I, I had, didn't make you have COVID. I had a moderate, like, cold and then i had covid because you manifested covid i did not manifest you having covid i can't no, we can agree um, to disagree <laughs> oh my god but um i mean this is like if you love the war of two queens that's up to you i mean clearly it's not for us like we always say don't take like read whatever you fucking want just don't listen to us who cares but I will judge you very harshly if you um, enjoy a book that I'm about to talk about because I have decided to go on this journey (laughs) of reading books that I've seen on BookTok and I should emphasize audiobooks, which I feel like might make me more critical than normal because I'm having to hear it. And There's like, no place like, to hide in an audiobook. With a normal book, you skim over some of the boring parts to get to the good bit. Exactly. And like your eyes here. Yeah, your eyes like That's kind really of cool. just go over it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of the cringe obviously is emphasized because you're actually hearing someone read it. But if you recommend The Stopover to me by T.L. Swan, I'll fucking shoot you in the face. The fact that that hey. book... I'm sorry. I'm not over it. The fact that that book has 17,000 five-star reviews on Amazon is honestly, it's a crime against nature. And I'm thinking about writing Geneva because it's got to be a war crime. Um, The fact that this book is marketed as so spicy and I'm literally can't even emphasize how much the sex doesn't make sense. And it just like, it's like so, Oh my god, just thinking about it. And it's just like they laugh out loud a lot and they use this she uses the simile like a rock star 19 times at least in that book. Not just that, but the fact that this guy sucks, man. <laughs> he sucks. And the fact that she takes him back after him literally just like saying that she betrayed him and all these things and like believing all these things about her. Nah, nah, not for me. And the fact that the book kept going, like it just kept going. I was like, I couldn't, and I'd wasted an audible credit on it. And I couldn't like force myself to stop. And yeah, you I was did like, King of Battle and Blood. Okay, yeah, that's a different thing. That book is so boring. I literally was like, is there anything else? And also they teleport a lot in that book. Like suddenly like he's going down on her against a tree. Then suddenly they're in their bed in the tent. Like, how the fuck did they get there? Like, I need explanations. 
Also, you know what's weird about Kingdom of Battle and Blood? She doesn't describe anything. Like, I have no idea what his hair looks like. Like, I literally did not know. I had to look it up. It's honestly like, long white hair or something, does it not? Yeah, has not been mentioned. I only know that from the fan art, though. Exactly. I only know it from the fan art. Yeah. She has said, I think, once he has light hair. That's it. And it's really weird. It's not the vibe. But I, mean, I, I might go back to it, but we'll see. You should wait till I'm reading it. Okay. I'm halfway through it. And I had okay. to pause because it was too boring. <laughs> right. Just wait till I'm reading it. It's like, well, it's not next to my TBR, but it's getting up there. Sort of. I mean, our TBRs are never ending. <sighs> I believe it. I mean, what I'm reading right now is, uh, what's it called? I'm reading like some Regency rom-com right now. It's actually you really good. love a Regency book. A Regency? Hell yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, that's uh, that's like how I got into most things. It's To Have and To Hoax by Martha Waters. But it starts out, baby, with literally her going to my parents who took me to Jane Austen's house in England. And I'm like, ah! Oh my God, so, if you visit me, we could totally do that. We can drive down there in like eight hours. Eight hours? Oh my God. You guys should know that um, Alex is finally going to come visit me in Los Angeles. And I... What do you mean finally? I know, right? And she keeps asking me to come visit her in Scotland in exchange. But every time I look up things to do in Scotland, there's like three things. Not in exchange. Just because I'm making the effort to come see you. It'd be nice if you were like, oh, I would love to see Alex. Like, I I would, but... You're also coming to me. Like, you are movable. So are you, baby. Am I, though? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's been a very much a lot of interesting reads. Um, I also read The Love Hypothesis, and I'm sure everyone is on beta breath to know that I fucking hated that book. <laughs> the book was so cringe. And I literally, Alex is rolling her eyes because I've told her about this book like nine times. Then I got shit because I gave it a three-star rating on <laughs> Goodreads. Which, I'm, listen. I feel like we need to talk about this. No, listen. I did not listen to you moan about this fucking book <laughs> for like a week. For you to give it three fucking stars i do not accept that i do not accept that okay no. listen how i do a bell curve when i'm reading books it's like if i give something four stars then the next book if i like that first book more then that has to be four stars and the next one has to be three because i didn't like it as much so it's like that's how and i knew I the stopover was gonna be two to so how much i hate you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I grade on a bell curve. Sorry, like, not sorry. I feel like you need to tell everyone your Cresley Cole rating, and then I need to pick holes in it. Cresley has her own ratings, okay? A separate rating. Okay. She doesn't even go on my bell curve. She goes in my like five stars, and then inside her like five stars is another bell curve. Uh, listen. I 
lost all respect for you when you gave Sebastian's book five stars. I'm really sorry, but literally all respect for you is gone. So, like well, the fact that you still had respect for me though. <laughs> yeah, I did until now, and now it's gone. I can't. But mm-mm. oh yeah. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, listen. I knew that I was going to rate the stop over two stars because that book was trash. It was worse than trash, actually. And also, I would like, give that one that... star. If it was worse than trash, I would give it one star. I feel star. like I say one star is for, like, DNFs. So, so is it worse than... Is it better than Kingdom of Battle and Blood? No way. I mean, I... Kingdom it, of Battle and Blood is boring. It's just boring. Yeah. Yeah, but... Okay, whatever. And it also might have one of my most hated tropes of all time. Like, I don't know for sure. I haven't looked it up. But I'm getting that feeling. You know I'm really good at reading reincarnation. Baby, don't fucking talk to me because you also give Wicked Abyss five stars and that's got reincarnation too. I don't like, I don't like reincarnation. I gotta say. You can shove that up your arse. Okay, I don't like reincarnation. I do like it used in Wicked Abyss. It's the main Wicked Abyss, baby. baby. I like it in Wicked Abyss because they were not in love in the previous incarnation. He was. No, he wasn't. He wasn't like, I just want to fuck her. No, he was in love with her. He cut off his horns. He wasn't her. really. Yeah, no, he okay, was Yeah, because he's a fucking simp. No, hold on. Okay, no, we're gonna we're gonna fucking debate this because absolutely fucking not. He was in love with her. She was a cunt, but he was in love with her. I think he also, was in love with her just because he was like, that's his mate. In like that way. I don't think he was actually in love with her. I literally can't even talk to you about this right now. <laughs> okay, but let me tell you why I hate reincarnation. I think reincarnation as a trope where it's like someone's immortal and someone dies and then it's reincarnated and the other person like waits around for them to be reincarnated and like then it's just like suddenly like oh, that's them oh my god oh. how about Regan and Declan's book eh, I mean that's not my favorite either I really okay. don't like reincarnation I, really... I like Aiden in Regan and Declan's book more than I like Declan so Oh dear. Oh, I thought Aiden was like like too simpy and good. I Declan I mean, was Declan was toxic, which is you know, you know what? <laughs> yeah, see I liked Aiden more. I liked Aiden more. Um I find it lazy. Okay, okay. Yeah, but then it's like I've said to you before, because I've just read Dark Sky by Critical. I find um I find the groundhog day thing lazy. And oh, yeah. I hate that trope. I don't even know if it's a trope. I just Time hate loops, it. I think. Yeah, yeah, I fucking hate it. It's so lazy. Like we're in very narrow trope areas. Like But it's the kind of thing that if it was, say, I was reading something and it was looking at a five star read, it could knock it down to a three star for me because I hate yeah. it so much. I think it's super lazy. I mean, do you want to know something that's going to make you even more mad about my bell curve? Is that I take off um, stars for formatting issues. <laughs> no, I understand that. Yeah, I like literally can't sit it. If I have books that change perspective and there's no like section breaks, like suddenly one paragraph is the one perspective and 
the next paragraph is just another perspective with yeah, no page breaks. Yeah, it needs to have like an asterisk or something. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Just like, that's all I need. Yeah, I know. That's all I need, you know, like, come on. It's just really, oh, also we should say um, congratulations to Amber because it's her what? book release today. Publication day. Yeah. Um, and she's well on her way to being a bestseller on Amazon. So we'll see. <laughs> Not going. <win. laughs> I mean, I think it would be cool. Um, you know, what? Are you laughing at the way I'm like making like a running motion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyone has seen like the emojis of like, you know, like the person running, I'm literally making that with my arms right now. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really think that emojis, art imitates life. So. They're really crucial. This is like what's going to be sad is if I ever like, you know, like in some of the books when I use emojis, it's like, because I love when characters text each other. You can't have an audiobook of that because can you imagine just like, I'll be like, Hephaestus text, um, like Aphrodite, like something like eggplant emoji. <laughs> I just can't imagine that. It's really funny to me. I feel like that actually happens in our book. <laughs> I feel like it does. I mean, it does. I just feel like we need to like figure that out. I well, okay. Mean, Do you know what's really sad? The highlight of my year so far is that Apple included the lip bite thing, so I can do the two eyes and the lip bite. Like, oh my god! That's like honestly the highlight of my year, and it's April, the end of April. <laughs> the highlight of your year is that they evolved and did the lip bite. <laughs> the yeah, the TikTok, TikTok lip bite. The TikTok lip bite. I mean, it's a mood. It is mood. Like, if you're not biting your lip when you're reading a good book, then what are you doing? That's also like something I think maybe smut gets ruined by audiobooks. It's really hard to get like into a book. Yeah. When someone's reading it to you. Yeah. Oh no, not if Robert Petkoff's reading it to you. Yeah, or I'll give Elizabeth Evans who did Throne of Glass and Crescent City. Because I was like, oh, a ruin. <laughs> I feel like while we're talking about books that we kind of hated, I need to talk about the book that I read recently that I hated. Which one? Um, What Lies Beyond the Veil, which oh my I, God, heard I, was about, just ch- I heard about on TikTok and I trusted all of everyone. You guys should know you should not trust. Ugh. Do not trust TikTok recommendations. Do not. It's, uh, listen, I was promised smut by 50%. And I was let down. But Isn't it like 98%? It was really late on. But then it goes from zero to 100. <laughs> so like there's one. So they, they like fuck or whatever. And it's like whatever. <laughs> and he's like all possessive. And then the next minute they're in the communal like bath pool thing. And he fucks her against a rock while everyone's watching so that everybody knows that she belongs to him. And he, apparently his dick goes like down to his knees. I don't know. Listen, it's just a lot. The pacing was really odd. I wasn't a fan of the writing. Um, The end, 20 pages, went crazy. I have in fact um, pre-ordered the second book, Don't Judge Me. I'm I eagerly, do. I already judged you about this. I'm eagerly anticipating it. It was really <laughs> shit. Everyone should read it. <laughs> it was really shit. Everyone should read it. 
I need everyone to honestly because I don't honestly know what the fuck I read, but I need the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I buddy read it with our friend, and we were both reading it and texting each other like, "Do you know what's happening?" I don't know what's happening, and she's like, "I don't know what's happening," and I was like, "Good." Yeah, I mean that's by Adelaide Forest, isn't it? Uh, it's by. I believe so. It's but she used they used a different name. I think so. Um, yeah. Harper L. Woods. Yeah, Adelaide Forest and Harper L. Woods. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know, but um, it's wild. Also, baby, you know how you were looking for a contemporary book? I've got one that we can buddy read if you want. Oh yeah, do tell. Um, dating Doctor Dill. Oh, uh, I saw that. Amber's read that too. Mm-hmm. I've downloaded it, so if you want to buddy read it, we can. But you need to wait because I've got like a lot of books to read first. My God, you're never ending TBR. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, apparently, I can only read books that have audiobooks right now. So. So. I mean, oh, side note: the other thing I hated about this is also a big pet peeve of mine. In the stopover, he did this thing. That she literally like went in depth describing this, but it was like, oh, he shoved three fingers up me and I immediately came. No preamble. Nothing. And there was like literally a quote where it said, it's like, this was his specialty, making me come before he's even inside me. And I was like, you mean foreplay? <laughs> I honestly just dried up when you told me that. So. Honestly, that book, literally, I was like a fucking Sahara desert after that. Um, and also didn't help. I mean, I love audiobook narrators. I tend to have a problem with most male narrators. I find them very monotone. I'm actually begging you to listen to Lothair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna, you'll love it. I mean, like, I probably will. I quite enjoyed um, the Love Hypothesis narrator. But yeah, I mean, I have a big problem with, also, this is another thing. If you have problems, you're like, unless you have a medical condition, you shouldn't have an issue with like size as much, unless you're a virgin, obviously. You're just not wet enough. I'm sorry, that's just what it is. But the fact that they like in the love hypothesis went really in depth onto how tiny she was and how I big like he you're was. You're calling out everyone with small vaginas. <laughs> I mean, there's small vaginas, and then there's not being wet enough. You know, the I fact mean, that yeah. she was sore afterwards. She was not a virgin. She was sore afterwards immediately. First of all. Also, um, the way I dried up when he goes, can I fuck you, please? Oh. Yeah. He said that twice, by the way. I don't love that. Yeah. He goes, can I fuck you? And then he goes, can I fuck you, please? I'm like, and then afterwards he goes, can I fuck you again, please? And I was like. No, don't love that. No. Not into that. No, no, no. Also, I didn't like, this was the one time in a book, one of my favorite tropes is. I was in love with you the whole time, right? Yeah. Did not work in this book at all. In The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. It didn't work because you had spent the whole book really buying them falling in love with each other. 
then it turns out he was in love with her the whole time also i don't like the professor grad student it's like a really common thing in academia that like grad students get taken advantage of so professors and it's a lot worse than boss employee because they can ruin your entire future it's yeah. not just like this job that you have it's their your entire world so but anyway i mean oh you know what we should talk about well the pawn and the puppet oh we should we have a lot of opinions about this okay um as you guys know there's i'm sure you've heard about it the pawn and the puppet um all over tiktok about terrible trans representation terrible mental health representation um as someone who has friends who've been in as he so fondly calls it nut hatches um it's a very dangerous book very dangerous um people defending it as dark romance that's not dark romance it's just yo and half-hearted apologies like at least just own up to it yeah i'm kind of like if you're making a fantasy book um why are you using um a group of people who are already hurting and already struggling to be accepted like the trans community as your villain um you could have invented anything why are you putting them in that position i also think that the apology i don't know I don't personally know how genuine it was. I feel like she put on a bit of a show for it. Um, But all of the people accepting the apology seems to be sort of white, cis, het women. And it's not an apology for us. Yeah, it's Um, not. It's not your apology to accept. No. And I was saying this to Jay, so I've, I've seen the movie Split. I think that DID is a very interesting condition very complex um and i do think it, it is very inspires ideas for you know fiction um but i think that unless you're part of that community it's not up to you about whether it's okay for it to be used in in that way and they're saying it's not so we need to respect that um, yeah and they i mean it's already bad enough when you have it i mean I was not going to read it, obviously. I'm not a big fan of dark romance. Like, I've read dark romance. I just sometimes, I'm just like, I. it comes to a point where I go, what can really be forgiven without me hating the main character for forgiving them, you know? It's like, you need to actually have that what can you forgive kind of limit. And it tends to be a thing I have always focused on. Uh, I recently read Pestilence by Laura Thalassa. And I had a big problem with um, him dragging her behind a horse and shooting her twice. And I was like, <laughs> like, at what point is this forgivable? I mean, in, in his defense, she did shoot him full of buckshot and light him on fire beforehand. But but see, see this is like, so even with, um, with Lothair, I have an issue with the um, non-consensual turning into the vampire. Yeah to be honest. I mean, it's something that I got over in my second read, but the first time I read it, I was pretty horrified. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's 
everyone I think has different limits. I just have that where I'm like, could I forgive that? Like, no dick is that good. I'm sorry. I'm sure a lot of theirs is high grade though. <laughs> we did get the blood 69 afterwards too. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's more like a, what can you forgive? And I do have an issue with, I. We ha- neither of us have read The Pawn and the Puppet. Probably won't ever. I don't like the idea that the main character or the male main character has the idea and that not only is a part of it, but it was romanticized. I So as someone who works in like in healthcare, um, I hate that. I, I hate I hate it because these people people who are in in psychiatric centers are vulnerable. Um, they're not always able to consent. And I think that this is a really dangerous thing to romanticize the dynamic between um, patient and cater. And I think it's never going to be something that I'm personally comfortable with. So. Okay. And so this was something that I like this is something we'll have to also discuss, um, which is content warnings. But second, I know that we weren't sure about this, but I just checked. She is also an employee and not a patient. And he's a patient. So that's what we that's thought. Even, that's what I thought. That's even worse. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> and, um, you know, this is like, oh, I just read the trigger warnings and um it's an extensive list it's rough going it is extensive list um it says romanticized mental illness as a trigger warning that's not a trigger warning that's something that shouldn't be exist yeah um and then also it says misrepresentation of trans people removed in a revised edition Okay, this is something that I know people have trigger warnings. Um, It's becoming more and more common. People actually have directed people now to, um, this is what I do in my books now, is that I put um, at the beginning, we at Rosenstar believe in um, an informed reader. If you would like more, a further explanation on the themes explored in this book, please visit our website because Amazon does flag you if you use the words trigger warning, content warnings, certain things get flagged you. So, you know, that's kind of whatever. Also, I feel like trigger warnings have gotten like way out of hand as well, that you're not triggering things that aren't, but shouldn't be. There's no concise list on what is a trigger warning and what isn't, you know? which is kind of like why it's gotten out of hand, like looking at this, um, let's see. <laughs> uh, not just death of a loved one, I guess, decapitation, female oppression, misogyny. I feel like that's just real life. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly, right? I was like, you're just warning on basically daily things, especially in like a dystopian, okay. Emotional trauma, whoa. Okay, wait, huh? Have you read this list? Uh, no, she posted a video on TikTok that I watched, but it was a while ago. Okay. 
I'm gonna read this list for the trigger warnings for the pot and the puppet. I have to admit, it gets worse. Okay. Like I thought. All right. Gratuitous violence, depression, suicide, torture. Which I feel like gratuitous violence and torture, like don't think aren't this isn't that the same? Domestic violence, eating disorders, hashtag mood, (laughs) hallucinations, misogyny, poisoning, sexual assault, misrepresentation of trans people, removed in a resized edition, pedophilia, romanticized mental illness, gore. Isn't that gratuitous violence? Um, death of a loved one, child abuse, decapitation. Female oppression is not misogyny. Hostage situation, body shaming, panic attacks, incest, rape, child sexual assault, emotional trauma, child sex trafficking. Okay, not left a lot of trigger warnings for everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm not laughing at those issues, FYI. I'm laughing at the extent of those it's almost like she's making her book like darker for no reason like yeah it's deliberately have those things in um i don't know i've not read it it's not something that i'm planning on reading ever to be honest even if she does Um, take out the misrepresentation of trans people like which she claims to have done apparently i i mean she's the book is still problematic to me so i mean the fact that okay trans people are very much a terrible like they've been marginalized abused especially mental health especially in the area of mental health mental health and trans people have a terrible terrible history but why was there no outreach about the incest that apparently is in this book it might just be mentioned like it might just be like oh like this patient was incestuous with their brother sister mom dad whatever okay you don't i don't know the child sex trafficking apparently in this book as well there's a lot in this book apparently and it's only 351 pages i feel like this is a lot i know i feel like every page is just like another trigger like i know i'm like oh my god and I know there are people who think that content warnings are almost spoilers for the book. I feel That's- like I appreciate the warning if there's going to be incest in it because I'll know this. <laughs> like, I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's why I was like, if you want to look, you know. Imagine I mean, if you're is- like, you're like 300 pages into a book and you're enjoying it. And then all of a sudden he whips his dick like her sister. Okay. Like, I would want to know that beforehand. This actually happened in a book that I was reading once where you got three quarters the way through the book and then you realize that their parents had an affair in the past and that her older sister was his half-sister. And it was weird because they hadn't had sex yet and they had to wait until they got the DNA results that they weren't related to have sex. And I was like, the way I had dried up by then because the fact that they were trying to romance yeah. oh my god we're not siblings we can fuck even even like the stuff in like the moral instruments is weird to me like the fact that she's yeah. pining over her brother like i know that her and jace aren't related but it's fucking I hate weird the incest tro- we've talked about it before i hate I the, like and then she kisses like her actual brother at as a mess <laughs> <laughs> which i mean uh, you know like we don't 
we just you know like that's not something that i'm vibing with you, you know what let your freak flag fly but yeah i've read books that i just remember that book stands out to me so like clearly the fact that like they had to wait because they realized their parents later had had an affair and it's not like they hadn't done stuff before then so what the I hate fuck? everything it's about just... what you're saying to me it's like an author I really enjoyed. It was V. Keelan and Penelope Ward. I cannot remember which one of the books, but I love um, some of their books. But I remember that book so vividly as just being like a book I would never read again. But, you know, I mean, some people like that, I guess. I love the we might be related so we can't fuck trope. <laughs> Can you imagine? I... <laughs> Mm. I think no, I'll so stick. Literally, one of my favorite books by them is Stuck Up Suit. You'd actually love this book. It's very um, beautiful mistake, beautiful, like, stranger. Not, I'm totally called Beautiful Bastards. <laughs> beautiful Bastard series. I literally was thinking of a different series that's also cultist. So, Beautiful Disaster, which is technically, I guess, a dark romance. I did not know that. I mean, it's fucking, it's a train wreck, but that's a whole nother thing. But, you know. Oh my God, that book. What? Oh, it's a series of, it's a, in there a series of standalones. But yeah, oh, but... Cocky Bastard is a great book as well. Um, Stuck Up Suits, by far my most favorite. Playboy Pilot, that was pretty weird. Oh, here it is. I think it's Mr. Moneybags. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. You're so funny. What? <laughs> These titles are really cringe. <laughs> They're really cringe. They're really cringe. <laughs> but Stuck Up Suit. I remember that that book is Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss, honestly. Maybe it's Park Avenue Player. I honestly can't remember. But if you have to have the incest trope, please. Don't do it. Nobody has so. to have the incest trope. Nobody it's, has to have it. Like, it's not like you, like, it's not like, I don't know, you're not getting a gun held to your head saying, write me an incest book and publish it and make everyone on TikTok read it. <laughs> Please. Like, it's too much. Please don't say that to me ever again. It's too much for me. It's not. It's too much. If you have to think this might be incest, if you're putting the incest trope, as not uh, something to recover from or traumatize. Like, I mean, there are people who have suffered from being incestually taken advantage of by people. Like, that is something that it is a struggle. But if you're putting that in as a trope, as a reason someone should not be it's, with someone else, it's not. It's not the actual thing. I mean, the actual thing is like whatever. You know, it's not. That's not for me to talk about. But what the thing is is romanticizing incest. No, no. Yes. We don't want that. Yeah. No, no. Just like we don't romanticize like necrophilia. No. Yeah, I mean, don't fucking do it, please. <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, <laughs> which please. you think you wouldn't have to say. Right? Yeah, unfortunately, you would think though, that is necessary. You would think. Apparently, there is um there is the Skeleton King 
by someone. I cannot remember who the author is, but it does have necrophilia in it. And, you know, I think it's by Charity Weave. Yeah, it's a retelling of um, Jack Skellington. I need to say though, I'm the Nightmare Before Christmas is even too much for me. So I don't I'm, like that movie. No, me neither. I'm just gonna leave that out there. I didn't mind Corpse Bride. Um, I don't like Corpse Bride either. Well, I didn't mind Corpse Bride because of the ending, because I thought the ending was like I honestly don't like that kind of animation. That's my main issue. Um oh yeah, like the stop the stop animation, the claymation. And also Tim Burton's like the way he makes them look is really freaky to me. I don't enjoy it. Um, yeah. But it's, so it wouldn't be for me anyway. But yeah. That's, you know, that's up to you guys. If, I mean, I just, Skeleton King is, I, I'm going to draw the line there. That's yeah. where I'm going to draw it. Um, I mean, I very much believe in if you have triggers, just do a little, little research. I just feel like it's really hard for authors to list every single thing that could be triggering, you know, like, but without it being obscene, like I know I've read, like there was like a trigger warning list that I read recently where it was like, spit, <laughs> kind of like this, <laughs> low jobs. I like, I, what am yeah. I? Or even, when the, even when the trigger is like sexually explicit, I'm kind of like, well, I feel like there's other ways you can show that your book's sexually explicit without putting it in the trigger warnings, maybe. But I feel like that's, yeah, it's like where you could be like, I mean, I usually 18 try to plus. Put like, yeah, like, yeah. like whatever. Your book, honestly, all books should be 18 plus. I know that it's something that a lot of people don't approve um especially amazon you know that if you like flag your book as 18 plus it's just like more likely not to be shown to most people because they have like a thing against i i can't even explain to you the number of times i've gone on to amazon to like look at a book and i've gone down to that little bar thing and it's been like oh ya and i was like oh, that looks so good though not that there's anything wrong with YA, I'm just going through a spicy time, so I don't know what to tell you. You're going through a spicy time, you mean like the last like eight years? <laughs> yeah. With the exception of TOG. Throne of Glass is elite, okay. <laughs> and honestly, I kind of feel like it's more new adult. Yeah, the, the, the I'm layer, sorry if, if I have to um, legit hear about how Rowan literally blew up a bunch of trees when they were fucking <laughs> on the beach then I don't consider that YA <laughs> I consider it YA because a Lorcan was fade to black so um, also in Empire of Storms they talk about how she gave him a blowjob and then she wanted to like get him alone so she could make him make sounds again and I was like ah. yeah and then remember and then Rowan's like what are you thinking about and I was like no because her son can also different. Okay. I All mean, right. clearly since, by the way, the next episode, we do talk about how I'm only on Crown of Midnight. <laughs> clearly we're recording this after and I finished all of Throne of Glass. So it's a very different mood. That'll be a season three thing where I'll be going to in depth on my opinions on Throne of Glass. Um, I just like, content warnings in general, going back to that. <laughs> They're obviously beneficial. You do get flagged by Amazon. This is something that you'll just have to deal with if that's something you really want to approach or if you want to 
kind of explore, I guess. Um, you just have to be careful with what you're doing, what you're phrasing. Don't have transphobia in a fantasy world or glorify it. Really, in any world, just don't, please. Yeah, like, don't, like, please. They're already a high community. They're a healing community. Please just leave them alone. If, I mean, especially as a non, if you're a cisgendered person, it's, it's okay. It's not just that she had transphobia in her book. It's that her villain was trans and it was part of why he was the villain, I think, is that, as I understand it. And I'm like, I'm sure. I just, I can it only hurt. Yeah, I was like, I, it, it's, it was the kind of thing that Alex and I knew that it wasn't our area to be, have a true opinion on because it wasn't our. You know, it's like it's like I community. said earlier. It's all very well us being like, "Oh, that's not okay." If the trans community as a whole said that it was okay, that's not up to us. Yeah, it, that's them. That's it's nothing to do with us because you know. I mean, that's the same thing. I had that same opinion about JLA writing a poly relationship because poly people said, "You've done it so many times as them being a MF relationship, you can't have it now be poly because you." Yeah, I've seen a lot of- like that. I've seen a lot of poly people who've said that they think that they're being misrepresented in the book. And I think that sounds, from what Kelsey said, because Kelsey read it, it sounds correct. It sounds like yeah. she's gone about it in a way that's quite damaging to poly people. Yeah, it's because she's she's basically divided people on poly. Yeah, You know, she could have made it, she really could have built it better I know that everyone's like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. she's foreshadowed with the joining since the beginning. Yeah, of course she did. But she also foreshadowed, she also foreshadowed that it's sexual. Bisexual. Exactly. So. so it's like, you can't, she she was very much trying to have it both ways. She couldn't make up her mind. She couldn't make up she her couldn't. mind. And then this book, she was like, oh, well, fuck it. And then yeah. she's still, she doesn't know what she's doing in her next book either. And that's why she's left it so weird with them. At she the said end of- in her interview that she didn't know if Kieran's going to get a happy ending. But she's also planned out the books. She's also planned them all out, so, you know, work that one out. Work that I one. mean, people who've read her other stuff say, like, this is very typical of her. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not good. I mean, it makes sense. Her book just kind of blew up and she kind of, like, was like, well. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's the kind of thing, like, you know, and I know that some people have the problem with like that she just keeps getting making Poppy even more special, you know, like because I guess like whatever she's like a primal now because being a goddess wasn't good enough, <laughs> whatever. You know, it's just kind of you're like yeah, at this point you're just. I'm just like whatever. you know you do you jelly, but you've lost a number of fans. So oh yeah, and it's more like. She just went about it the wrong way. Um, she could have done the joining successfully as a threesome had it not come on the heels of Cass being gone for most of the book. Um, so my issue is as well, though, I think my issue is that I I think that a threesome with, if you're a couple with your best friend is always going to be awkward. Um, if 
I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I just think that, you know, a threesome in a book is usually easier to move on from if it's someone that you're not going to see again. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. They made it with somebody who they, they've all got an established relationship with. Kieran is now linked to them both forever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. It's not the best. Um, it's just kind of like you have to have it done in such a way that and she's also like this is another thing it's like she's basically done the same thing to Kieran she kind of did to Cass where it's like all he does is he served to basically fuck her <laughs> and a mood I honestly I, that you, I heard it was a really shitly written threesome anyway so I mean, no I yeah I, I people I think she I read it and I was going. like I couldn't decipher who was doing what or who was touching her where or who was yeah and I think she was trying to go for like that deep emotional connection which was again basically saying like she couldn't write a threesome essentially because she was trying to do like a deep emotional like we were connecting on a different level or whatever then why did you do a fucking threesome if you're gonna have that deep and emotional connection or I guess there's a part where she's just like I don't know whose penis is in me your husband one of them's your husband homie please what are you telling me me they have identical dicks please tell me you know what castile's dick feels like (laughs) i don't care what emotional like whatever you're like on you better know your husband's sick i'm sorry but that's true i don't know whatever yeah i'm glad that whoever enjoyed it enjoyed it i guess yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get. I mean, if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. That's it. I mean, I kind of feel like she used, she turned Kieran into basically like a human dildo. Yeah, and Kieran could have had his own story, his own arc, his own development outside of Poppy and Cass. Oh, and I just but... want to make a quick point that those people who are like, oh, I really wanted Kieran and Tawny to be together. I'm like, no, because the only reason you want that is because they're both black. They're both black. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, that's, you know. Why don't just let Kieran have his own story, his own arc. Let Tawny exactly. have her own story, her own arc. They both deserve it. Like, let's not just push them together because they're like random side characters, please. Yeah. Whatever. I mean... Um, it's just kind of like you gotta make those choices with how you're gonna go forward in life I just hope that people can I really think she lost the majority of her fans Um, even the people who after knowing the joining happening read it and were just kind of that's fucking stupid it's because she does this thing where she's like she just tries to make things too convoluted and it's something that I know this is going to come as a shock but I'm going to compliment Sarah J Mass. she does have her very complicated intricate plots but you don't lose track of it if that makes sense yeah she doesn't make it so complicated that you lose what's going on I think Jelly lost a lot of her fans after the third book because it was it wasn't good no it wasn't yeah anyway I thanks mean, for coming to our rant 
we love you all. I mean, I will be continuing on my journey of figuring out how much book talk doesn't know what a book is. <laughs> like that was a book, you know. Maybe you should listen um, to What Lies Beyond the Veil. I don't know if they have an audiobook, and I probably would hate it. Well, you would. If I have to wait till ninety eight percent for any kind of smut, and I'm oh, not no, a it's like not ninety eight percent. It's like seventy six percent. But I'm not a okay. We should emphasize the reason that Alex read this book in the first place is because she's no. TikTok. Stop. <laughs> we don't that have said. to talk about this, please. That said, that he like used his fingers to put her his cum back in her after it was like slipping out of her after they had sex. That was the sole reason. Alex wanted to read this book. The sole no, It's not the sole reason. You're such a liar. I have literally multiple texts from you. And you're like, I have to go back to this book idea now because I read that he put his gun back inside her with his fingers afterwards. And I was like, oh my God, you're a cum slut. No, um, that's, that's not what happened. That's exactly what happened. You're I have multiple. <laughs> I have evidence. <laughs> But Alex is a cunt slut. We all know it now. Um, what? You're a cunt. <laughs> but it's also true. Um, which no shame. But I'm not a cunt slut. I'm not a fan. I hate you. Um, so I probably won't like what lies beyond the veil. So yeah, you will. Oh, he only does it once. Come on. That was the whole reason you read that book, and you hated the rest of the book. No, and you have a lot higher tolerance for book shenanigans than I do. No, listen. Other sort of good things happened, I guess. Don't ask me what they were. I can't remember, but <laughs> they did happen. But you know what's important? <laughs> he used his fingers, but his comeback is. <laughs> and Alex is a cum slut. Anyway, that should be like the subtitle of this episode. No. <laughs> Episode nine. It was a book. Okay. <laughs> Alex is a ghost. No. <laughs> all right. We love you all. We'll see you next week. <laughs>